Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Thursday. This is the 24th week after Pentecost. Today we continue our reading of 1 Samuel, and we read more about David's early years as God's anointed, now that he's been driven out of the court of Saul and pursued and chased by Saul. Uh, we are seeing uh, how God is at work in, in mysterious ways, and ways that make us uh, wonder just exactly what it is that God is doing uh, in this world. And yet, we are learning also to rely on trust in God's leading and in God's presence, even when we can't see the ending, uh, knowing that what God has planned and what God has in store for us is always good. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture in the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 1 Samuel, chapter 22. David left there and escaped to the cave of Adullam, where when his brothers and all of his father's house heard of it, they went down there to him. Everyone who was in distress, and everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him, and he became captain over them. Those who were with him numbered about four hundred. David went from there to Mizpah of Moab, and he said to the king of Moab, Please let my father and mother come to you until I know what God will do for me. He left them with the king of Moab, and they stayed with him all the time that David was in the stronghold. Then the prophet Gad said to David, Do not remain in the stronghold, leave, and go into the land of Judah. So David left and went into the forest of Hereth. Saul heard that David and those who were with him had been located. Saul was sitting at Gibeah under the tamarisk tree on the height with his spear in his hand, and all his servants were standing around him. Saul said to his servants who stood around him, Here now, you Benjamin." Benjaminites, will you, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards? Will he make you all commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds? Is that why all of you have conspired against me? 
No one discloses to me when my son makes a league with the son of Jesse. None of you is sorry for me or discloses to me that my son has stirred up my servant against me to lie in wait as he is doing today. Doeg the Edomite, who was in charge of Saul's servants, answered, I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nob, and Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub, was acquired of the Lord for him and gave him provisions and gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. The king sent for the priest Ahimelech, son of Ahitub, and for all of his father's house, the priests who were at Nob, and all of them came to the king. Saul said, Listen now, son of Ahitub. He answered, Here I am, my lord. Saul said to him, Why have you conspired against me, you and the son of Jesse, by giving him bread and a sword and by inquiring of God for him, so that he has risen against me to lie in wait as he is doing today? Then Ahimelech answered the king, Who among all your servants is so faithful as David? He is the king's son-in-law, and is quick to do your bidding, and is honored in your house. Is today the first time that I have inquired of God for him? By no means. Do not let the king impute anything to his servant or to any member of my father's house, for your servant has known nothing of all of this, much or little. The king said, You shall surely die, Ahimelech, you and your father's house. The king said to the guard who stood around him, Turn and kill the priests of the Lord, because their hand also is with David. They knew that he fled and did not disclose it to me. But the servants of the king would not raise their hand to attack the priests of the Lord. Then the king said to Doeg, You, Doeg, turn and attack the priests. Doeg the Edomite turned and attacked the priests on that day. He killed eighty-five who wore the linen ephod. Nob, the city of priests, he put to the sword, men and women, children and infants, oxen, donkeys, and sheep, he put to the sword. But one of the sons of Ahimelech, son of Ahitub, named Abiathar, escaped and fled to David. Abiathar told David that Saul had killed the priests of the Lord. David said to Abiathar, I knew on that day when Doeg the Edomite was there that he would surely tell Saul, I am responsible for the lives of all of your father's house. Stay with me and do not be afraid. For the one who seeks my life seeks your life. You will be safe with me. The word of the Lord. David hides out in the the cave of Adullam, in the territory of his own tribe in in Judah. Uh, Makes us uh, listen to even uh, the psalm that we uh, read each and every morning that talks about the Lord uh, being the rock uh, and our salvation. Uh, That David's psalms uh, come out of that as he's fleeing and he finds salvation in these fortified uh, high places in rocks and in caves. Uh, in the hill country of Judah. While he is on the run from Saul, his life is in danger, but at the same time, he's also able to hide out and enjoy the local support and the support of his own uh, network of alliances, his own tribal network, even. More than a few hundred men rallied to his cause, and these seem to be the poor of the land, the humble people who are suffering uh, under Saul's reign. When Saul was chosen king, remember it was the more affluent tribal leaders of the north who asked for a king who wanted stability. Now the humble people of Judah rally around their champion David, who was Saul's rival. The biblical book of Ruth tells us that David's grandmother, Ruth, is from Moab, and so we also find David reaching out to the leader of the Moabites for shelter and assistance for his own mother and father. David is on the run, 
that he is hardly alone. He is in the process of rallying the humble and disaffected to his plight, gaining a troop of 400 to travel with him, solidifying his alliances and his allegiances within his own tribe, and also reconnecting to the family ties in the neighboring region. In the meantime, we find Saul also among the people of his home tribe and among his earliest and closest supporters. But spear in hand, he turns on them in a paranoid rage, alienating even his closest allies from him. It's evident what it means when we now have heard that the Spirit of the Lord has left Saul. He now relies on sheer brutality, fear, and violence to retain power. He doesn't listen to reason. He can't see anything but his own, his own anger and his own hatred. He slaughters the priests of Nob after Ahimelech calmly speaks in defense of David, speaks about David's loyalty and service to Saul. Saul, however, in his madness, cannot be reasoned with. Saul cannot even mention the name of David, and now he sees any kindness toward David, any favor for David to be an act of utter betrayal and treason. In Saul's eyes, you are either committed to the killing of David and everyone who remotely speaks favorably of him, or you are his enemy. Even his king and his servants understand that Saul is unreasonable and mad. He refused to do his bidding. There's always somebody that's close at hand, looking to ingratiate themselves to rise in power, like Doeg the Edomite, who will carry out the king's dirty work. The Bible shows us how events unfold within history according to God's plan and purpose. God is always involved in our world, in the life, in the moving of uh, this planet and its people. God is at work in and among us. God's spirit is among God's people. We must never forget within this story that the Lord has anointed David and is committed to bringing this new kingdom to life under David's rule. This is what establishing this kingdom looks like. It looks like solidifying these local alliances, getting the support of those who are in need, uh, strengthening and, and reaching out in peace and in agreements, forming a, a, a government that is on its way. Even at this point, we can see how David's kingdom promises to bring life and blessing and unity to the nation. At the same time, we can see how Saul fights against God's will and God's anointed, and in doing so has set out on a path that leads only to death and violence, and a violence without mercy. His entire focus is on self-preservation and an anger that is fueled by his hatred for David. Saul's madness has pushed David away and has driven his people apart, and he's driven the country to the edge of a civil war. We can see similar things going on in our nation. Around us, one political faction views even the most innocent and productive cooperation with the other party as, as treason even when they're acting for the good of the country. Another political faction looks down from its ivory tower on poor, ordinary working-class folk and sees them as dangerously ignorant and an unstabilizing threat to their own nation, national projects. What is hard to see, however, 
is where God is leading God's people sometimes. The road ahead of us may not always be clear, and yet, even as David may not know how things are going to turn out tomorrow for him, he can be sure to be faithful to the Lord and to follow God's leading. So one thing we can be sure of is that the way of Jesus Christ is a way of life, a way that lifts up those who are heart downtrodden, that rallies them and promises life. And we, as followers of Jesus then, must flee the desperate violence of those who can only govern out of their hatred, divisiveness, and paranoid rantings. In the end, God's kingdom must prevail, but its triumph is the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is love and mercy, and who has brought this whole world together for the praise of its God. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for our congregation, in our community, that we might bring peace and light to life. For those who govern the nation of the world, that they turn away from hatred, violence, and self-preservation, and look for the good of their people. For peoples who are living in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for people that are being torn apart by divisive messages, we pray, Lord, that those who are working for peace and international harmony might find that their work might bear fruit, and that people might find peace and new love for each other. For all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, 
For what else or for who else do we pray this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.